0: It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV, begins right now. Hope you're doing well. Stay safe out there. We're recording, obviously, as a lot of places shut down. Weather coming through here in tally on its way up to Corey in Atlanta. But we wanted to get... Some content out, of course. It's been, uh, been a minute since we did headlines, so let's get two boys and say, yay, sausage! Yeah.
1: sausage. Before before that, yeah, a friend of mine texted me last night and said, so I think in the state of Florida tomorrow, or in Tallahassee anyway, the only things happening are Seminole headlines and uh, I think the governor's state of the state address. Like Everything else is shut down, mm. but Seminole headlines is- uh, We is did it. Like well headlines is the more important of the
0: things that you just mentioned for sure for, Correct. for sure for Correct. sure
1: um, and it's the power of register sausage I think that makes it all possible I th- right yeah. I think yeah. that's fair yep. to say absolutely <laughs> 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 register sausage is uh, we guys it's premium pork sausage you talk we talk about it every week but I do want to emphasize that it's 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 high quality pork sausage it's You're not just any one the some shabby
2: sausage it pork. is it is the best part of the pig. It is the premium part of the pig, right, right Ira? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah. it's not—you don't have all the additives, you don't have all the junk added in, and nitrates and all the crazy stuff. It's—it's—it's it's, it's pure uh, premium pork sausage. And you can get it at registermeats.com, or if you live in this beautiful part of the state that's going to be slammed today by a storm, yeah, from from Jacksonville all the way across the panhandle, I think into south into lower Alabama and South Georgia, you can get registered sausage in person at your local grocery store. If They don't have it. Harass the meat manager and the store manager. Harass the uh, But if you're not in this part of the state, you yeah, registermeats.com. They support us. They're great. Uh, Benzenol, great people work there. And uh, we we urge you to support Register Sausage.
0: Can I get to the most important thing? Warwick Dunn is going to the College Football Hall of Fame. That's the first item on the agenda for mm. Seminole Headlines, guys. And uh, who doesn't – I mean, I Warwick Dunn, along with Derek Brooks and a couple other guys, are just universally beloved – yeah, yeah, I know you
2: haven't read the column. It just it just got put up there. But I I would I I posited in the column that I think if you asked a hundred people, th- there were dynasty fans, who their favorite Florida State Di- football player was,
1: dynasty like the show, the Carringtons, yeah, like whoever? the dynasty,
2: like right. It, they, yeah. Some people like Falcon Crest, yeah. right. Some people like oh, Dynasty. Right. No, the dynasty. Some people uh, like Dallas.
1: Some people yeah, like Dallas, true. Corey.
2: Yeah. Um, I think Warwick Dunn is gets like 50% of the vote. Like I think he's the runaway favorite for dynasty era fans of their favorite football player. Obviously a lot of it had to do with what he did on the field. Cause he was unbelievable starting his first game as a freshman, but then also the story, the backstory, Charlie Ward, his mother uh, being tragically shot, uh, shot and killed him having to be a dad to his siblings, all of it. And then what he's done afterwards, it's amazing. I just think he's one of the most beloved Florida state, maybe the most beloved, florida
0: state football player of all time yeah he's in the discussion charlie ward it's him yeah and, and, and Derek brooks and the guys like that yeah who all were amazing players amazing human beings um work done story is documented across the country it's it's remarkable he's made every florida state fan and graduate and supporter yeah. of any kind very proud very proud i mean i i you're right Corey. i think it's interesting you know i'm not besmirching any of the other guys but i bet you if you if you talk to Noel fans and they're traveling and somebody's like, Oh, who's your all time favorite? No, they bring up work done pretty quick because they're beaming with pride about who he is.
1: Yeah. 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 I also like the Corey mentioned in the column, this is something we, he and I talked about through the years, because it's something that's not really ever talked about when people talk about work done, because obviously overcame great family tragedy, great humanitarian, what he does for single mothers, all those things are amazing. And he carries himself in a way that seems very classy and uh, you know, kind of, he's got a, calm demeanor he's not a real fiery guy but when you watch the way he plays and Corey points this out in the column people can read at orchan.com, there was a swagger to him the way you know high step drags his feet into the end zone things like that that you know, he didn't have to talk about it, but you could see he was—he was about. He,
2: he it. would do—he would do this occasionally when he scored a touchdown, just pat himself on the chest, which was yeah. awesome because he was so low key and mild mannered. But you know, he shushed the crowd at Miami after his eighty-yard touchdown run. He just, yeah, he had—he had that in him too, and that's how you—you're one hundred and seventy-five pounds and you play for over a decade in the NFL. You got to have some swagger and some self-belief.
0: Ahead of his time, if we're going to project onto his NFL career. If you just look at total yards, like Marshall Falk was doing those things, so that's fine. But work done is in the category. Corey, If you ever looked at his total yards? Like, just yeah. look at the NFL's all-time total yards leader. Because yeah. obviously that is the more effective stat because he caught so many passes out of the backfield. But if you look at those numbers, man, his place in the game, certainly it's debated about whether or not he should go to the Hall of Fame. But that's, that's being ahead of your time. And at yeah. that size, it's crazy that he was able to do that.
2: And it's cool that he – so he does get this rightly earned uh, recognition to be a college football Hall of Famer. So he's number nine now for Florida State players. Bowden makes ten. They also claim Mudra – I don't like that they claim Mudra. It's ridiculous that they claim Mudra. Hey,
1: he coached at Florida State, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, then, Bill Parcells
2: is a Florida State Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? He coached at Florida State, too, but Mudra almost got the program disbanded. Um, He did great things before Florida State. But, yeah, so he's number nine. We'll see who number 10 is. I would assume it'll be Peter Warwick. Should be the next one on the list, but we'll see.
0: Has to be. Would seem, seem likely, yes, absolutely. Well, congratulations to Warwick, though. And then Jordan Travis because clearly he
2: was one of the most important football <laughs> players that's ever lived. So he Can should we... be in the college football hall of fame soon enough.
1: So I don't, I'm, I'm torn on this whole college football playoff, the championship game, how it all played out. Because on one hand it's, it's a little bit gratifying to see how it just kind of makes a mockery of the whole argument that Florida state shouldn't have been in because their quarterback was hurt, and they're they're they don't have an elite quarterback right at this point. So how can they possibly compete with these teams? Yeah. And, and then Scott you watch them in Michigan, and you yeah. well, you watch those all those chambers, all those playoff games, and then obviously the championship game. First of all, that game last night, the national championship game, it was fine. I I don't know if that was on on a Saturday. I don't know if we'd be talking about it Monday at, at work. I don't think it wasn't that great of a game. It wasn't, no. and and it's not just because. Uh, Michigan's defense is that great. Like Washington didn't play well and Michigan's offense is with McCarthy's McCarthy's ridiculous as a quarterback. I mean, the whole thing is just there, that was not some higher level of excellence that you had to keep Florida state out of. Well, so the on, on the one hand, it's gratifying. On the other hand, it, it kind of it's pisses you off. More. It's more it's annoying. It's more annoying
0: one. to me. Yeah. And I think that was the whole point of the argument before any of the games were played before we saw them play average level football is that we knew this was a year where there was no bright and shining armor. There was no team that stood if of, of everybody else. The bottom line is Georgia's the best team in the country. Georgia's not even close. They would kill both those teams. Both those teams last night would have got killed by Georgia. But this is the invitational. This is what we have. This is the way it works, man. It's, it's frustrating. And it is aggravating for me as a knoll as to think, oh, you don't think Florida State could have played with those two? Yes, Florida State's defense would have slowed down uh, Michigan's office to the point where I would have projected what 260 yards, 170 of that would have been on the ground. This game would have been in the lower scoring. I'm not saying Florida State would have moved up down the field. It would have been very competitive. Yeah. I think it would have been a 20 to 17, 24 to 20 type game. Who knows? Who knows? First State could yeah. have won that game. Yeah, Michigan like would have been just like it would have been against Alabama, just
2: like it would have been against Texas, like Florida State, even with Tate Rodemaker, absolutely hangs with those teams absolutely hangs with those teams they would not have been an embarrassment to the sport no if they'd have been in the game which people kept acting like they were going to be tcu which is what drove most people the most crazy is that tcu didn't have a jared verse and a bethune and a deloach and a Braden fisk and a renardo green and azari they weren't loaded with talent on the defense like florida state was that's what was so infuriating about it now, would they have beaten Alabama and then beaten Washington back-to-back? We don't Again, know. don't, we don't know.
0: know. We'll never know. We didn't get the chance. But they, they would not
2: have embarrassed the committee and embarrassed the sport if they were in there, which was so, what was so infuriating about it.
1: To a point where you've got to elevate one lost teams above yes. them because they're clearly so much better and so much yeah. better, more equipped. The whole we, thing, that, that part of it, I don't know, man. I just – Greg Sankey got what he wanted. So like he's, he's. High on the hog, uh, he's not going to be upset about it. I do wonder if any, if the people, and maybe they do because of the fact they've come out with so many statements Good since Lord. the fact they can't that, stop apologizing, they're telling on themselves maybe every the day. ESPN there's is.
0: another statement or some sort of a, like pseudo apology. Right. It's funny, and then they try to push back and push back. Like, oh, this is this is a travesty. What's happened with the vitriol towards? Oh, get the hell out of here with that nonsense. What do you think was going to happen? I also, also,
2: I want to, I want to see what that FBI investigation comes to. Like, yeah, I want to see what those threats really were is no. it the greg McElwain threats no that's what jim getting fired
1: jim McElwain. that's what jim i was gonna McElwain. say is Sorry. i didn't realize jim McElwain was on the college football playoff committee
0: yeah because
1: yeah. i mean yeah i mean they may i and look we were probably you guys were too i was copied on some of the emails that people sent to boot corrigan and yeah. complaining and yeah people were mad i don't know that people were like doxing them and like you know, showing up outside their house. But hey, I'm not if making light happened, of threats. We're
0: not about that, of course. We're not yeah, we're about not making... that light Nobody condones any of that. that. But don't, don't cry to me in the
1: press about angry emails and tweets. It, it felt very convenient to come out, come back with that now after the playoff has turned out the way it's turned out.
0: It was ridiculous. And, and, I mean, as somebody, and you guys have been on the other end of it too, but as somebody who gives an opinion on a daily basis as a talk show host for 26 years, I've had some crazy emails. Ooh. I mean, what? So, what? Right, yeah. so what? It's what happens. What are we so Jeff, doing? The,
1: these are volunteers. <laughs> these are yeah, all volunteers. Their time. He, he's, he's like, he's... I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get people to volunteer in the future. I yeah. don't know. It's going to be hard. Who would do
0: it? All these angry FSU fans. And, and be a man and just say it. Don't yeah. be out here like, and sing, just say FSU. Just do it. If you want to take your shots. That's the whole thing about all this. You know what you did. You know why you did it. And then you treat us like we're effing stupid. And that's the that's the worst part. Get the hell out of here with all that nonsense and all this in retrospect, this hand wringing because they know it was wrong. They watch the product. They're like, "Ooh, I think we got this wrong, guys. I I think Florida State would have been in these games. This is not a good
2: look. Well, nobody can make the argument that they wouldn't have been. And that was what we were trying to say all along is that, yeah, we get it. They lost their quarterback, who, by the way. I am now almost convinced. I will never know. Just like you said about the other thing. I am convinced. If Jordan Travis is the quarterback, I think we're in Houston right now, and Mike Norvell has just won a national championship. I think it would seem. Yeah, the
0: only very, very
1: it's very possible. It is very possible. Strong likelihood. likelihood. It
0: is. It it is very possible. possible. The only the only thing I would give pause to is that obviously. Keon Coleman over the last three weeks wasn't the same guy, but if he was back at full speed, correct with a month off, yeah. with the month Same yeah. off. with Jaheim. if he if he's back near full speed, I think you would you've need got, those guys to be though. You've got a real chance, yeah. a
2: real chance, because Michigan was not going to go up and down the field on you. They would have. I mean, they're they're a good team. Yeah, they're and very. They, good team. they have yeah. good good lines, very good lines of scrimmage, but. So did you on defense, and I just think you would—they—they wouldn't have run for two hundred yards on you well, in the quarter.
0: I, I, it makes me mad, and I don't even like to engage in the exercise because we're never going to know. We didn't get the <laughs> chance,
1: and it doesn't did, do us any good. What I did enjoy was, uh, you know, my daughter Alexa, who's not a football fan. And uh, and Kim, who's not really a football fan, but we we're watching the game last I'm night. I'm a lot of football fans over at the Chauvel house. It's all. weird. I know. I don't get it. They, <laughs> no. I don't, it's like it's almost like they don't want to spend time with me and what I want <laughs> that, to
2: do. I would start taking offense to it, Ira.
1: But but I'm not starting. But uh, <laughs> no, with, we are sitting there and they did the whole thing about you know JJ McCarthy meditating and how all that stuff. And Alexa goes, "What is this? Like, yeah. who cares? And like why? And like she she's not even a football fan and she was like appalled at the way that that storyline. And, you know, and it's just like, but it, it's infuriating because they, that guy was celebrated in a way over the last six games. He's averaged 144 passing yards yeah. over the last six games. That's a pretty oh, big know, sample I,
2: size. We know, but he's, he the, one got, he's he, the one they got.
1: He's the one they he's the one they've got to interview on the, on the field. He's the one they've got to do the special. I, anyway, I, I, get him it. him I get it. It's a quarterback. I get it.
0: Why is an analyst, as Herb Street, prattling on about they don't want to give the ball back to? Mc- I tweeted about it last night. Like, stop saying they're worried about giving the ball back to JJ McCarthy. If you're worried about giving the ball back, you're worried about giving the ball back to that running game, well, Yeah, Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards. Yeah, that's yeah, who they they're worried, worried about. about. J- I mean, by all means, please throw the ball, JJ. We don't want to deal with your running game. Please throw the ball. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it. it uh, but
2: look, I, I do want to say this. Like, Michigan earned it. Like they, they, they look. They beat Alabama. And they beat a, I think, a pretty good Washington team. Um, I, thought also, was,
1: I thought also, I thought also their head coach was suspended twice during the season for cheating. Hey, the word earned. Might run people. A like, but
0: away. I mean, they—they they were in terms of what they
2: were. They're a good football team. They're a good football sure. team. They're gonna have a bunch of guys drafted. They went fifteen and zero. Nobody's that's, arguing
0: that. I think fine. all the four teams that made it are good football teams. I think Georgia's a really good football team, and I think Florida State's a really good football team. And that was the point. All those teams are really, really good, and we have an effed up playoff system. And for the first time ever, they excluded the undefeated yes. Power Five champion.
2: It will be better next year because if you win your conference, you're in. But we'll we'll see how it goes. I will say. I'm a little bit miffed that what if Florida State finished sixth in the AP? Died yeah. for sixth with Oregon, uh, right? They should be fourth. Why Why are they behind Texas and Alabama? Why are they behind Texas and Alabama? Cause, just because they uh, made the playoff that they did not earn like so, Florida State did? Yeah, I
1: think I think Brett McMurphy, I give him credit. I think he had him third when he put out his yeah. uh, last week, which I think is probably where they where they. Well, belong.
0: there are people who recognize – there's two types of the voters. I court. get you could
1: put them behind Georgia.
0: Yeah. Well, you everybody you put could put them behind put your, Georgia. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> you I, get I think that. you should put them behind it. Georgia. It for might sure.
1: cause some concern <laughs> if you put them ahead of Georgia.
0: Yeah, that'd be a yeah. problem. Uh, but there are two types of people who voted: the people who recognized the Orange Bowl for what it was—a sham exhibition game that Florida State didn't bother to participate in—and then others who took it as a, you know, an affront, and they thought that it was a shameful thing, so they weren't going to put them in the top five. Yeah. I, I mean, well, yeah, that, I guess. I yeah, wonder if I anybody, guess.
1: I want, I would, when, when when you can look at the individual polls, I'm curious if anybody put them like 12th or 15. Oh, I'm sure. I would have to say that somebody did.
2: Yeah. maybe yeah, they might have been truly angered and thought that was a mockery, yeah. made a mockery of the sport and they didn't want to well, reward them with a fourth place vote or something. I mean, thing, I guess. Yeah.
0: The thing that frustrates me to know, in too, is that, and then we, we're level-headed college football fans. We understand that this has always been a problem for college football. I mean, you can, that could have, if we wanted to, say with Jordan Travis and the way they played down the stretch, if you're a voter in Montana or something, you might have thought Forest State was the seventh best team going into the postseason. You could have just said, I think they're the seventh best team. And I would disagree with you, but okay, that's fine. You could have put them there because you could have had Georgia ahead of them, Alabama ahead of them, Washington ahead of them, Michigan ahead of them, Texas ahead of them. I don't know. You might have thought Oregon was a better team, so maybe you would have done that. But the point would be that it's never been a perfect system. We used to watch teams play the 18th-ranked team in the country in the Peach Bowl and go on to win a national championship or something. You know, It's always been flawed. I just hate that they chose this one time to to make an exception in a way that was – above and beyond any other reasonable
1: approach to putting the teams against one another in a playoff. Right. But the, but what happened is where we lost our way as a sport is when, because of those issues you talked about, we got to this idea where, where we were going to say, Oh, we're going to look at the best teams. We're not going to worry about your resume. We're going to be able, we're going to find the four best teams. We can't well, do problem, that. It's, impossible. it's impossible. We it's impossible. cover, we cover Florida state daily. This is our job. This is what we spend all day doing. And we thought, middle of the year, Florida State's a good team. It would be great to make the playoff. They probably can't win it all. Now That's my we probably think they probably could have won they it could, all. They could. Have, they, they certainly could have. could have won it all. And so the, the and you look at all the decisions that were made late in the season because of based on what people thought was the best or who is the best or what, you can't do it in college football because they don't play common opponents. And so it doesn't that idea. Is completely flawed. We need to. Get, I understand you don't want to reward a team that goes twelve and zero and doesn't play anybody. That's fine. And That's a situation, but you can't do it with all situations because when you're talking about really good teams, how do you decide? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's impossible. You can, it's
2: ridiculous. That's why it should have always been best resume. Right. That's what it should be worded. That's how it should be worded. I get that you don't want to say most deserving. Best resume almost takes all the guesswork out of it for you. You can actually. Use some metrics and define. Use metrics to define your vote, not just the eye test. If you said best resume, then a thirteen and zero undefeated uh, conference champion is in. They have a and a win over LSU, uh, and a win over another SEC team, and a ten point win well, over I don't, a ten win team.
0: Corey, why wouldn't you want to say most deserving? It's, it's always, the same thing.
2: It's the same it's always thing. I most think. deserving.
0: Yeah, but well, they, but yeah, they put the,
2: in the they put in the in the the letter of the law their rules that it was just best. Which was the mistake they made ten years ago, which,
1: which is you, stupid. What you don't want is you don't want to have a a twelve and zero or thirteen zero team has to get in because they're twelve and zero or thirteen zero. Right, Liberty shouldn't be in the playoffs. Right, right. But these teams that are on a similar footing, yeah, you can't decide who's right. better. I mean, it's, and and you know, and again, I I, I I still think if Jordan had been healthy, there's a good chance they don't get in unless they started blowing people out. But if they were playing the way they were playing, right, they kind of playing in that stretch, offense, yeah. they might have got left out anyway. And here's what insane. here's
2: what you wonder is that I don't think the defense plays as well. Against no, Rudy I agree. Bill if Jordan right. Travis is if Jordan right. Travis is healthy, right, right. so, so they may win- still win by ten, but it's right. it's twenty eight to eighteen or something like. The fact that that defense rose up, it looked like the eighty five Bears, and they didn't get rewarded for it is something That's- that will always always bother me.
0: I have to give Coach K credit for that whole argument, right? I I mean, he spelled it out. Sometimes this is how you find out what kind of team you are. Somebody has to rise
2: up. What does he know about sports and athletics and winning things <laughs> and what matters? He doesn't
0: know jack squad. Certainly a far cry better example than it out there, Roy, Corey. That's what <laughs> Headlines on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues.
1: Hey, headliners. Ira here. We had the idea a little while ago to start selling headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. That's why I'm so glad we found Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a startup using your man cave or you're IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business Without all the struggle, you could be selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering yay sausage t-shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers into buyers. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com. Slash Warchant. Go to Shopify.com slash Warchant in lowercase now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant.
0: Seminal headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Schaufelle, and Corey Clark. Seminal headlines 933, Real Talk Radio, Warchant. TV. By the way, circling back here real quick, guys, um, to Warwick Dunn. Of the all-time Knowles, Corey, where do you place Warwick Dunn? Uh, I'm talking about ranking on performance while as a player. At Florida State. At Florida State only.
2: I mean, i I think you could make a really good argument that he's the best offensive player they've ever had. He scored – he led him in touchdowns yes, in three separate years, including his true freshman year on a national championship team. Um, he was – you know, he had – he still holds some school records with 100-yard rushing games. Dalvin was really flipping good, though, and that's, so was that's Peter a, Warwick. See, so, that's, yeah. it's,
0: it's, it's tough, well, man. Is, it's tough. Ira, I think I know what you're yes. going to say. Tell me if I'm wrong. So, their numbers are numbers, right? And we look at those empirically. Dalvin Cook was a better running back than Warwick
1: did. And that's the challenge. Because, I mean, you think about what, I mean, it's hard to say who's better, but yeah, yeah man.
0: Here we that, go. Who has the best resume?
1: <laughs> well, who's I mean, the here's the thing. Who's
0: the most deserving of that title. title? I mean,
1: I wasn't watching Floresay as closely. I covered one game in the in 93 season. I didn't cover Warwick's whole career, and I wasn't around it like you guys were. But I'm imagining he had a little bit better offense and offensive line than Whoa, what Dalvin was Cook was playing with. And so, I mean, you think about those. I mean, there's years with Dalvin where he just – he was the entire offense. He almost won
0: the the game against Clemson by himself.
1: Yes. Uh, That was not
0: a good Florida State team.
1: So, you look at the physical skills, and Dalvin's pretty special. Freakish.
2: Um, But then you look at what they did in the NFL, and I think Dalvin's been a better – Traditional running back, maybe, right. but Warwick Dunn's career oh, Warwick Dunn's in the career NFL, NFL is
0: better than Dalvin Cook's. Yes, but but
2: I mean that's what I'm saying. So it's hard to say who who actually was yeah. better. Like Warwick Dunn clearly was good even with the Bucks, and he was. I just think if Alvins. we look
0: at physical tools, Dalvin had more to work with. Dalvin was a freak show in terms of strength and and, and speed. And I, yeah,
2: I it, but Warwick was a freak kind of in durability. Like the fact that he never got hurt at that size. Yeah, there. It's a good conversation to have. It's it's first world problems, right? Like. Who's your better all-time running back, Warwick Dunn or Dalvin Cook? That's a good It's a good school you get to cheer for when that's when that's the conversation. Well, I'm the
0: thing, whenever this happens, whenever we've ever had these discussions, and if I have them with <clears throat> fellow Knowles, I'm always like, I feel uncomfortable because if you get into a heated argument about it, you're going to end up having to disparage. Yeah. And Warwick Dunn five five was a five-foot-nothing, 100-nothing. Yeah. Couldn't even yeah.
2: play for Jimbo. Yeah, you don't, you don't <laughs> want to do that. No. I just think what makes him so unique is, one of the things that makes him so unique is, he was joining a loaded football team that was number one in the country preseason. Yes, they that were. they thought he would be redshirting or he would be a corner. A corner. He had never played running back, I guess, in his career because he'd been a quarterback and they thought he was going to be a DB. And by the first week, the best football team in the nation was like, oh, crap, who is this kid? What this we kid's going to be on the field. Marquette, you're going to have to. I know you're the USA Today offense Player of the Year. You better transfer, buddy, because yeah. this kid's better than all y'all. And then he ends up being. On the, on the field in the final drive of the national championship game. Like, that's a, cra- that's a crazy
0: ascension. I think it's fun to have the conversation. Okay, let's just say in the time that the three of us have covered together, and I don't mean just war champ, but I mean, we've all been on this beat for a long, long time. Like, how many times have you guys, have we been at practice and thought, oh, look at that? It's very rare that you yes. see a true freshman and within a week or two go, well, they're going to have to play him. Like, look, at, yeah. look at this dude. They're going to have to play. Jalen Ramsey. I remember Jalen Ramsey. I think all of us inside the in, indoor practice facility were like, holy hell, look at well,
2: this. Well, Rashad Rashad Green, too, was a yeah, guy Rashad that I was thought. I, I, we, and here's the difference. We only got to watch one practice a year back yeah. then. Yeah. But that one practice with Rashad, you're like, oh, man, he moves different. Like, yeah, that kid moves like an NFL wide receiver
0: already. There just haven't been too many moments. I I, I mean, I'm thinking back on, I started covering the team in 98 and that team was loaded. They won it all in 99, obviously, and I remember looking at I mean, I'm trying to think about true freshmen, though, where I thought, oh, that, that dude's going to start. Yeah. It doesn't happen much.
2: Uh, and luckily, it doesn't have to now. Especially not you know, on loaded teams. It's, uh, You know, I felt this similar when I saw Keon Coleman. I'm like, hey, man. That guy's pretty. First time I saw him, I'm like, that guy, I think that guy's gonna play. It's gonna I think work they're out on, okay for him.
1: I think they're on to something with this guy. And um, apparently,
2: uh, they're going. They right now, Ira, I think have 14 scholarship wide receivers. Uh, if you include the freshmen and the kids that have transferred in with Malik Benson and uh, other kids names, Jalen, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. 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 I think they're up to 14 scholarship wide receivers right now.
1: Yeah, we'll see how that all shakes out over the next six months. <laughs> <Are you saying laughs> we may not be here. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you know I, the other thing I was when I did the interview with uh, James Colsey a couple weeks ago. He's now at FAMU, he's now the interim head coach at FAMU. Yeah. But he was he just in com, com, just casual conversation because he had to play as a freshman in a corner when Corey Fuller and those guys got hurt. And he talked about being in the there when yeah. they first got to Florida State. That work done was in the cornerback room. Yeah. Um, and at least in you know, the, some of the initial meetings, I know, uh, coach bound promised him to play him at running back and obviously never looked back, but it's just a, it's a crazy story. But also you think about the talent at Florida state at that time that unreal it's, you can't even, it's, it's almost hard to comprehend. Cause like right now we're looking at during Florida states in the transfer portal and they pick up this player and they put it that and it's like, Oh, that's man. That's nice. and That, nice that player, changes yeah. that room, but you it, you just can't even wrap your mind around the amount of talent that was here in the 90s. No, it's, so it's like, so
2: Ampley had just left, so Sean Jackson was the starter. Tiger McMillan was his backup, but Tiger McMillan played a ton in 92. Yes. It might have been a better actual running back uh, with his spinny-doos. He tore his ACL in practice. That's but right. then you're like, at Florida State in the 90s, you're like, well, the next guy up is the USA Today Offensive Player of the Year and Marquette Smith, who's this all-time record. He's supposed to be the next Emmett Smith. Corey, can you, remember,
0: can you remember how excited I, – because I remember like it was yesterday. I was in school at the time. How excited Florida State fans were to get Marquette Smith. Like, it well, was the biggest deal in the world. And they they got got Brooks. They, yeah,
1: they, they, the offensive and defensive players of the year from yeah. yesterday to today. Yeah. Yeah, one of was, them
0: lived up. One of them lived
2: up. One of them not so much. But the other guy, that's what makes, again, the Warwick-Dunn ascension is what's so crazy. It's like uh, maybe to a lesser – or no, to a, a greater extent, what the Caleb Downs t- kid did it. Alabama this year the safety like he starts as a true freshman at Alabama at safety and leads them in tackles you know how special you have to be to do that (laughs) that's insanity and it's the same thing with a kid like Warwick Dunn leading the 1993 national championship team in touchdowns now imagine
0: the poor high school kids that were going up against that kid yeah I always think about that like think about um uh Oh, what was Lake City defensive tackle. Um, Jernigan. 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 Think about those poor bastards trying to block Jernigan. Like in
2: little ass Lake City. It's just
0: firemen carrying him off the field I mean, on third and six. Like, here you go. When we first saw Jernigan, all yeah. I could think about was those poor offensive linemen in that district trying to block that man. I mean, he was mean spirited in a good way. He would <laughs> hip toss people that were like his size. What yeah. do you think he was doing at the poor 205 pound right tackle at
1: some little tiny high school in Lake City? <laughs> the other thing about like that era that was so different that people that are watching this, that are maybe in their late twenties or thirties yeah. that they don't understand is, you know, when we were in, when, Jeff, you, when you and I were in college, Corey yeah. was a wee, a wee lad. He we was lad. I school. was still in
2: elementary school, sure, sure, but
1: you, you, you didn't get to see every game. So you would read the box scores and you'd see these players and you'd see the names, but you didn't really know how good they actually were until you saw them. And, and I'll tell you, work done was one of those guys who I knew he was having a good freshman season, but until that game in 93, when he came to the swamp, I, that was the first time I, Oh my, Oh, Oh, wow. The kids a him? freshman. What did you think oh, of him? After I, thought game, yeah. I thought he had a chance. I thought <laughs> he had a chance. He might make a few plays. <laughs> And it just, you know, not even Florida State was on TV some, but I just, I was covering Florida, so I just yeah. didn't see him a whole lot. But, you know, you just didn't, you weren't, the exposure wasn't there. Like the kid, you know, Corey's talking about in Alabama. Everybody sees him every week. Back then, you'd hear these names, but then when you actually got to see him, it was like just, you know, in the wake Well, back
2: me. then, Ira, didn't you have to go to movie theaters and watch the newsreels we did. before the we movies did. to we did. see? The, yeah, they would
1: have, yeah, they would have the What's newsies. happening
2: across the pond? Right. Warwick Dodd at Florida state, <laughs> this young, this young whippersnapper. Well, look at this run.
1: Barry Sanders, <laughs> Barry Sanders guys. When I was, when I, when I was a freshman in Florida, he was doing yes. this thing at Oklahoma state and I would read the box scores and just be like, what is it? 31 who, for two ninety-six
0: and six what, touchdowns.
1: Who the hell is B Sanders? <laughs> and why can't anybody tackle him?
0: I did and, that every morning for breakfast in, in the high school ranks. Because I was so excited to see which players in the state were going to go on to play at Florida State, Florida, Miami, or whatever. And I would look... Emmett Smith, at Pensacola Escambia. Yeah. Every time I would look at the box score, I'd go, "What in the hell? This can't. Yeah. This got to be a misprint." Yeah. I would see Emmett Smith, twenty-two for four hundred and three. <laughs> like, what in the world is going on here? Um, and then when he went to Florida, I was like, "That's the kid I was reading about every yeah. day." Yeah, yeah, he he never he's saw he never saw good never saw Yeah, he's a pretty he's good.
1: a he's a weird one to evaluate because obviously he's got the record in the NFL, but he that offensive line was The was greatest
0: offensive line ever assembled. He and was so, so I'm, I still think he was pretty good. No, he I was
1: sorry. I'm not so sure, <laughs> but I'm just saying he's a weird one. Like, cause I heard he's a conversation hard? Florida yeah. fans talking about the same thing, Emmett Smith and Fred Taylor. And it's like, man, from a physical standpoint, Fred Taylor,
0: from a physical standpoint, Fred Taylor is the better player, but Emmett, yeah. Emmett's, Emmett. Emmett's career was Come insane. Emmett's Emmett. Emmett's it was Emmett. also weird watching Emmett run on the carpet. I still don't understand why Florida had Freaking yeah, that's crazy Astro turf. That was nuts. This is, well, this has been a uh, segment of Old Man Headlines, <laughs> sponsored by Register <laughs> Sausage. I get. Hey, my wife gets so tired of me because my son's playing at Leon, and we go to high school, to high school, to high school in the city, and they've all put down artificial turf. I'm like this is ridiculous stop it I know you can't the grow, maintenance if you can't grow grass in 40 you can't grow grass yeah, they just right.
1: did it yeah they just did it recently um but can we talk we can talk about some current stuff Corey? all right let's well, do it. okay
0: let's do it when we come back in the all next right. segment on well, there's a tease I was a clunky tease but it's a tease some headlines. 33 real talk radio warhead TV seminal headlines returns now head to youtube and search for war chant tv today to catch the show live or on demand now here's jeff cameron ira chauffel and Corey clark all right ira on the back of that tease what was it that uh it was contemporary that you wanted to talk about with Corey?
1: well just this no not just Corey, but you too jeff you can take oh, partake nice. as well
0: um, well i'm happy to do so
1: <laughs> this uh you know just where things are right now with the portal and and you know the there's a lot of hand wringing a week ago. Uh, there was a lot of concern that Florida State wasn't real active. Uh, I think they've had five now uh, early this week. By the time and we're you know, we're recording this Tuesday morning because of the storm that's going to hit this later this morning. Um, so maybe there'll be another one by then. But they've already you know five commitments in about four days, uh, including some big time guys. Earl Little, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Jalen Brown. Those were huge high school stars coming out of high school. They got the Grady. Um, what's Grady Kelly, Kelly from uh, Colorado state uh, five total guys. They're up to seven now. And, you know, we had this conversation a month or so ago where we didn't know how many guys they would go for in the portal, but they've had more attrition than they probably expected. That's true. And it looks like that number is going to go, you know, it may, might go into the teens.
0: It, it ha- it needs to. Uh, well, I don't I mean, uh, who knows, right? Uh, you're right. I, it's certainly going to go to double digits, yeah. but I don't think they expected as much attrition. I think that's right. Uh, the Mike Benson pickup is another good one. Clearly, yeah. I talked to Irie yesterday uh, on the Jeff Cameron show. Still doing it, Corey. Still doing it. Nice. Nice. Even uh, with the weather. Even with bad weather. You still guys. Still soldiering through. But, you know, uh, when we were talking about it, I think the clear emphasis early on, if we're just talking about what they have done, uh, they went out and got speed. Yeah. They're looking for a lot more speed. And that was a hindrance to them last year. They didn't have anybody that was breathtakingly fast, especially not late in the year after Keon had the – contusion and really couldn't run the way that he had run and as Ira and I were talking about yesterday Johnny was never a burner so they didn't right. have a ton of speed uh clearly they thought they needed more at the very least you're seeing that uh the the kid that they brought in from Colorado State uh that is a Malcolm Ray replacement um that's the same level of player in my opinion my estimation from what I've seen uh, that's fine you got to replace him Malcolm Ray played meaningful snaps for you last year so you got to do that um I haven't checked. Did they get the kid uh, defensive end from West Virginia yet? Because if they get him, then they will have brought in two defensive ends, which is very important. And then I'm not going to bore you with my hand wringing over the state of our linebackers.
2: Yeah, well, they let's. I would think they're bringing in one or two of those guys, too. But yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, and I was never, I loved my nickname. Uh, I think this kid is better than Malcolm Ray, but I don't think he's Braden Fisk. I think he's he's somewhere in the middle. Um, I think he's, you know, he played at a. It's funny. So when I wrote that story about him, his name's Grady Kelly. He's from Colorado State. I guess he's from Navarre, though, originally. Yeah, um, he was a freshman All American in 2022. He's a redshirt freshman, but he's a freshman All American. Uh, and then this year, he was their second graded player on defense on Colorado State. Now, that was not, you know, he didn't play for Michigan, but I was like, man. I was like, so he graded out like, and this is PFF. Take these grades with huge grains of salt. They're just a baseline to judge or compare. So he graded out at like seventy six percent at Colorado. Well, Brayden fist this year graded out at seventy four point eight at Florida State, and I'm like, well, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> this guy's better than Brain Fisk. <laughs> just another big white defensive lineman. You're just gonna. This is gonna be what Florida State does now. And I'm like, but but I just for my own curiosity, let me go see what Brain Fisk graded out his last year at Western Michigan.
1: H- higher than 74.
2: 86. Yeah. Uh, one of the highest graded defensive linemen in the country. Uh, so yeah. yeah, different. You know. So obviously he dominated the Western Michigan competition more than this kid did. But I think this kid is better than that. I think he's a potential starter. He is. A, he is a good. He's a nice third guy in that trio with farmer and Jackson but you look know, man you're taking a step back on the defensive line you just are you hope you get better at other places you might be you might hey you might be better in the secondary. Who knows? The Earl Little kid might be an NFL player.
0: I think he, that's one. the prize pickup so far. Is yeah, the, I in think my, so in too. my opinion, Earl Little is the, the prize pickup so far because I think he plays that slot corner and that role that Jamie Robinson played a couple of years ago. He can be physical. They can do a lot of things with him, bring him down. Uh, I think potentially physically he's that kind of player. And um,
2: Marvin and Marvin might be that player too. Like Marvin might be a guy that's ready to take off too. Um, so you're, you've added some nice pieces. They're just – you know, more unproven, but that's what you get in the portal typically.
1: I don't get to uh, shout out North Miami High School a whole lot on this show, guys, because mm. our athletic uh, achievements are not. But Earl Little's dad, actually, he was a uh, two or three years behind me in high school. What's his Little, name? Earl, Earl Little, Little Senior. Earl Little uh, Senior. Okay. Yeah, and Got he it. was uh, man. He was fantastic. I, he was. I actually, I actually watched him single handedly win a high school playoff game. I, I come back from college and I came, went to a game on a Friday night and they uh, he was incredible. Obviously went to Miami and played in the NFL, but uh, no, Earl little junior obviously is, is, or, or, or maybe he's Earl little the second. I think that's what Alabama had him as either way. He's uh he's an impressive kid. And I, you know, I think when you, when you talk about the defense, Jeff t- talked about what they're doing on offense with adding speed. I do wonder if this is going to be a team that you know, we came into this year expecting the offense to kind of carry the defense, maybe a little bit. And, I don't know if it played out that way but Not I think really. next year it may need to. You know, it really may need to because you're, you know, you are going to be taking a step back in some positions. The front 7 they're going to have to do some incredible work in, in what's left of the portal to to have a front seven anywhere close to as good as the front seven was last year. I do think the secondary is going to be really good, I but too. that front seven is going to take a step back, and she, you may have to score more points. But you also
2: look at it and you think, okay, the the beauty, the cool thing is, we don't know what Marvin Jones Jr. is. We have no idea. Right. Like he might end up being a Jermaine Johnson, Jared Verse type, just wonder kid. We, I mean. I'm not predicting that, but there's a possibility that happens. So there is, it's not like you're getting Gil. He's not Gilbert Edmond. He's not a guy. That's just a guy.
0: He's a guy that could be, Hope not.
2: yeah, that's what you're hoping for. You know, his ceiling, you think his ceiling is much higher than just a depth piece. Um, So he might end up being a star to go along with the other guy that I think if he keeps improving, Patrick Payton could be a star. Well, now all of a sudden you got two pretty good defensive line, two DNs that are, you know,
0: Draftable. Yeah. You got it up like, the that that is, is up the gut. I think Ira's talking about the yeah. defensive line at rotation and then also they don't have any linebackers right now. So they, they they've got to fight a couple. That they feel very good about experience, size, speed. Well, proven ability.
2: linebackers, right? Like we think Nicholson might be a guy. I think Pryor really might cover.
0: I want to see him get better and better. if there's, yeah. but That's what
2: happens. That's the natural course of things. He yeah. could get better and better. But yes, they don't have a proven plug and play.
0: Remember, they had two guys there this year that played a thousand games between the two of yeah. them. I mean, Deloach De- 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 De and Bethune, in essence, were like you know five year starters. I mean, they yeah. played a ton of football in their career. Replacing those two guys is going to be difficult. It's been my concern. I've talked about it a lot for some time, uh, but you now don't have the luxury of all of that experience and all right. of that veteran savvy. You've got a developing player who didn't play a lot this year in Blake Nicholson. I don't think Omar Graham is suited for this level. People might disagree with me.
1: One thing, um, real quick, on him: he did. Um, I did talk to him at the Orange Bowl, and he said he was hurt all last year. So I don't know. We we if that's true, and I don't think that, lie, I don't think he vet- would lie. I don't think he would lie about it. He said, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm explaining why I said, if that's true. And I said, I don't think he would lie about it, but I don't know the extent of the injury, but he did say he was injured all season. And so that'll be And I, to the point where I said, so you should be fine in the spring. And he's like, I don't, you know, I don't know. So I don't know if maybe he needs to have a procedure done or or what, I don't know, Uh but you know, we haven't seen him. You know, we, he played a couple of games as a, as a true freshman last year, he was just a redshirt freshman and he was playing through something. So I just want to say that I think the jury's out on, on Omar Graham. Um, but but the bottom line is, and, and I won't go down the list and disparage
0: everybody, I, the bottom line is they got to bring in some some veteran presence here, some kids that have played yeah. some football, and and, I, and and they have to have the requisite size. And I, I just haven't seen it. I've been frustrated by it. They've got some opportunities. Let's see if they cash those in. If they are able to get the kid that went into the portal yesterday from Alabama, that, that would change things. That would be well,
1: pretty remarkable. Yeah, and I think if you get one veteran linebacker, Crier uh, is intriguing to me. I like Crier. I agree with you because he does Krier. have the size.
0: Yeah, I, I think Crier is about the one that I am hopeful for right now. Um, I like Nicholson in coverage. I just need him to get bigger, obviously. Yeah. So, so we'll see there. But the bottom, what we're really talking about, without going position by position, Florida State is not going to be projected as a thirteen and 0 team next year. They're right. not. They're, they're what we're. And what would, what would it matter if they were? <laughs> What does it even matter? (laughs) What you're hoping for is that, and uh, Corey, I know this was your concern. You don't want to take a massive step back. You don't have to go 13-0. and It's hard to do. Um, But you do have to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 9-3. and So, you know, or something akin to that, right, to sustain momentum and continue to recruit well and all of that. And we know that this is their first really good recruiting class from the high school ranks. So if you want to sustain this upward mobility in that realm of recruiting, you can't go seven and five. You're going to have to continue to play good football. And we think with the veteran quarterback that they brought in, we'll see what they do with the offensive line. I think they could use another couple of players. I'm crossing my fingers on Ferguson and guys like that, but we'll see. Um, you know, it'll be fun to watch them patch this together. It's uh, jury's still out. I, I won't say that they get high marks yet. Won't say that they won't. Won't say that they get low marks yet. I'll just say we're waiting. I like, but what I like what they've done here is you you're bringing in, you know, Earl Little was
2: a top 100 football player. So was oh, Jalen Brown,
0: Alabama, Georgia in
2: LSU. LSU. Or, but you're, you're raising the floor of the uh, you're talent. raising the floor of the talent in the room uh, no to a pretty, a pretty high percentage. Like I counted it yesterday. I think half of the roster is going to be top. 150 kids in the country, recruits. Now, they didn't all start their careers at Florida State, clearly, but half, almost half of them are going to be blue-chip recruits, which is high, a much higher percentage than they've ever had here. Now, some of that is DJ. He was a five-star. Marvin Jones Jr. was a five-star. So they count, even though they haven't done anything at Florida State yet. But you've just raised the level in the room. And so that, I think, just that breeds competition. That's going to make these younger guys that are very good, could be very good players, but are very young, they have to raise their level of competition. I just think this is how you start building programs is with these guys that were big-time, blue-chip, four-star, five-star kids coming out of high school. Yeah, they might have taken a detour and gone somewhere else, but now they're on your campus, and your roster is so much more talented than it was three years ago. It just well, is from the, at the bottom of it. The top, maybe you don't have a Jared Burst or a Keon Coleman this year, but the bottom in the middle of this roster is so much more talented than it yeah. has been.
1: Yeah, and I think the the DJ part can't be understated. It can't be overstated. I mean, it can't be
2: understated.
1: It can't be understated. It can't be overstated. I right. think it's a huge deal. Yeah, um, you know, you you go into a you just when you look at that offense and not knowing what Brock Lynn is going to be next fall because we only saw him in these two situations where he's kind of thrust into an uncomfortable situation, and then you bring in a guy who started forty games of college football. Yeah, and that's a big deal, and I think you know. I was a little bit not jaded, but just a little bit kind of cautious or curious, when because of the experience we had with Everett Golson, where I just was never felt like it, never felt like he was even part of the program. By the way, try to find any hints of Everett Golson anywhere on the internet, and it's like he's disappeared. He had a couple CFL tryouts after he left Florida State, and he's never. Surfaced anywhere? He's not on social media anywhere. Oh. All of his, it's, it's He's off the grid. I don't know. It's just I'm okay. a little concerned, Everett. If you're out there, let us know. Yeah, that I everything's say, okay. Ira, what sent you down the rabbit hole to search for well, Everett Well, silver. because I was thinking about him, and I just started thinking, I wonder whatever happened to him. And and it, but my point is that was that was I even say it's a failed experience experiment, but it was never it never took right. right. And I think DJ is. Much better. I think he's got a chance to be much better than that. And I think it's, it's, it changes my outlook on the season. I mean, I, I was, I thought, I didn't think they were going to take a huge step back. I thought, you know, look, man, they, they could go seven, five, could go eight, and four somewhere in that ballpark. I think DJ and, 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 some of these pieces are bringing in now give you a chance to be in that nine, ten window, which now, man, you're knocking on the door to being you know, in the conversation.
2: And there is a chance, weirdly, I know this is crazy uh, because Keon and Johnny are going to both be in the NFL. The wide receiver core as a whole could be better, more talented, let's say, than it was this past year because it was so top heavy.
1: It was very, it was, yeah, but that top top heavy was incredibly It was
2: incredible. well, the top was awesome, but then you're playing Pittsburgh with nobody. Right. And then Keon wasn't the same the second half of the season, and you had nobody to really fill that role. Now you're going to have Hakeem in a second year. You're going to have Malik Benson, who looks like a freak. The, he was the number one JUCO player in the country. You have the Jalen kid from LSU, Jalen Brown, and, and and also your guys Destin and Kentron and and, and Like all these guys coming up, it's going to be so much competition.
0: Well, that's the part.
2: There's going to be right so there. much competition that whoever yeah. ends up being the starter it's going to be damn good because you're going to have to hold off guys that really think they can play. And that's should be what we playing. talk
0: about with championship level depth and infusion of uh, talent core. You were talking about raising the talent floor, you know, it's when you, and again, this is, uh, this is going to be perceived taking shots, but if you look at some of the people last week who left and went, and, uh, I wish them luck but you're seeing schools like Rutgers and Southern Miss and East Carolina and other, and then you look at what's being brought in. I know it's not apples for apples, but you start going, oh, well, they're bringing in a kid from Georgia. They're bringing in a kid from LSU. They're bringing in a kid from Alabama. They're bring-. You start getting excited. You start seeing the, the forays there in terms of talent. You're absolutely right, which creates that fierce competition. Let's get to headliner questions. We'll do it next.